When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got plenty to get to. We've got a Wisconsin football game to recap as the Badgers took care of a business in an ugly, nasty weather game against the Maryland Terrapins. We'll talk about everything from that. We've also got some basketball to talk. Wisconsin basketball opened up their season. was pretty impressive in their opener um, against the South Dakota Coyotes a team that brought in some veteran players, was going to be a good first test for Wisconsin. And I think, personally, they handled their business pretty well. I'm excited to see where this team goes from here. But a nice first win, so we'll talk about kind of some of our takeaways from that first game. In addition to both of those, we've also got a recruit to discuss, and more so a commitment, as the Badgers finally picked up their 2023 quarterback commit um, and Cole LaCrue, he announced his, uh, annou- announced his commitment yesterday afternoon, Monday afternoon, for those of you listening to this later than Tuesday. So really big pickup for Wisconsin. We've actually talked to Cole about coming on our podcast here. That'll probably be maybe next week, Monday. Um, we'll record something maybe later this week, and then it might be on the show Monday. We've been uh, just DMing back and forth, talking about a time for him to come on. So very excited to possibly talk with him about his commitment and his recruitment. So plenty to get to. Go ahead and start. We'll talk about the commitment from Cole LaCruz first, and then we'll get into the football game itself. We'll start with football, finish with basketball, get you guys a full episode here on uh, this beautiful Tuesday. So football itself, we'll go Cole LaCruz, the commitment for the 2023 class. Of course, there's been a lot of discussion for Wisconsin talking about this 2023 quarterback position. It's been one that Wisconsin has swung at a few other players, did not land the guys that they originally had in mind, but they kind of came to Cole crew in his, in his recruitment a little bit late. Of course, he picked up an offer from Wisconsin late October and almost a week later was a commit to Wisconsin. He had other offers. It seemed like he was down to three schools um, in total, in-state Colorado, from Bloomfield, Colorado, and the Tulane Green Wave, and along with Wisconsin. So it seemed like a three-team race. Many at 247 had a couple of predictions in for Wisconsin, but you never know for sure until that commitment is actually announced, and he did commit um, to the Badgers late Monday evening. Very excited for, to, to see for Wisconsin fans and for him. He seemed very excited to become a Badger, um, and, of course, a very quick you know, from recruitment to commitment, um, a, a very quick timeline. But Wisconsin really didn't have a lot of time to spare in this 2023 class. Um, you wanted to get a quarterback in that class to kind of balance out the numbers. Of course, with Deacon Hill departing, hopefully you can reserve a, a, a redshirt for Miles Burkett. And then all of a sudden your numbers are a much more balanced compared to the way at, where they're at at this point in time. So I think this is a really good pickup for Wisconsin. 
And I don't think it's the Badgers at all settling for a player that they weren't super high on. I think they were very high on Cole Lecru. I think his commitment really picked up late with the three offers that he got. And from his huddle tape, and, and that's high school tape, you can only take so much. But he's certainly a player that I think Wisconsin fans could be excited about and excited about the possible development from, from him under Wisconsin. Um, if you go watch his huddle tape, we wrote up a commitment post for him. Uh, a very much a player that can make a lot of plays with his feet. And he's not a run-first player, but he's a player that every big throw that he makes on his tape is him working out of the pocket and throwing on the run with incredible arm strength. There's some throws on there that he's running and, and throwing it around and, and making making plays out of nothing. So I think he's a very impressive player. I think if he would have gotten – his recruiting would have picked up a little bit earlier. I think he would have gotten even bigger offers. It kind of – his recruitment didn't really get going until late October here. And I, I think he's got a potential to be kind of a gem in this class for Wisconsin. And, and of course, that was something that they desperately needed. They needed a warm body in terms of a, a quarterback commitment – at Wisconsin in this 2023 class, but I think you're getting much more from that in Cole LaCrue, and I think he's a player that could really be a nice developmental piece for Wisconsin and a nice pickup for hopefully Jim Leonard as his permanent head coach status um, and the rest of the staff. A nice kind of second recruit pickup, first one in the 2023 class um, for the Badgers to kind of get things going if Jim Leonard isn't the guy. Now, Rohan, one of our writers, had some sources that said he is, in fact, the guy, that the announcement is coming soon, but we'll have to wait and see until that actually comes to fruition. I would be shocked if it's not Jim Leonard's shop already, but you've got to cross the T's and, and dot the I's that way. But getting back to Cole Crew, very solid player, very, very solid pickup. Uh, the 19th ranked player out of the state of Colorado. Uh, huddle tape stands out. I think he's a very good player that Wisconsin can kind of develop moving forward now. So you're going to need some sort of quarterback development coach or something with Paul Chris gone, but I think the Badgers will address that staff kind of issue uh, later in the season. But I think Wisconsin is in a good spot now, and that really was a big position of need that they filled with, I think, a very talented player at, at the position. So I think Wisconsin fans should be very excited, very excited to talk to Cole if he doesn't join. And in fact, join the uh, podcast, and, and we'll talk more about his recruitment at that time but a nice pickup for the Badgers something they desperately needed and they, they got a really good player in the process so very fun uh, start to the week for Wisconsin Jim Leonard and the staff moving on to the game itself now for Wisconsin came into this game uh, really unsure what we were going to see from both of these teams of course Maryland a very pass happy attack but that really kind of changed things when we got the weather forecast that kind of changed throughout the week and when I when I was originally talking about it previewing it last week it looked like things were going to be okay in terms of weather and all of a sudden we got some cold some wind and some rain that came through and really changed the entire kind of development of this game because neither team was able to throw the ball at all it was just an absolute mess because it's hard to throw in those type of conditions you've got wind you've got rain You've got all of that, you know, coupling up. It's almost impossible to throw the ball. So Graham Mertz, in terms of a stat line, not a great day. Five for 18 for 77 yards. He did about all he could do in those conditions. It, it made it almost impossible to throw the football. Talia Tagovailoa had similar issues. But I think when you look at this game, they, they found a way to win. And that was when you've got nasty weather. You've got inability to throw the football because of it. 
you, you, you lean on your running backs in your running game. I think the weather gave Wisconsin a very big advantage in this contest because it hindered Maryland's passing attack, and it made Wisconsin have to say, hey, we're going to win this game on the backs of our running backs, and they certainly did that in this kind of gross weather game. You know, 200-yard rusher, average 6.7 yards per carry, and really, it, you kind of, it was really impressive to me because in this, with this rushing attack, Maryland kind of knew this running game was coming. I mean, there was no passing attack for either side to really work on. So you knew that, that the Wisconsin, to win this game, was going to be running the football, and it didn't matter. The Badgers really came out, forced their will, and, and ran the ball extremely well. 6.7 yards per carry, and Maryland often had multiple 8, 9, 10 guys up in the box trying to defend the run. Braylon Allen had a really, really nice game, 119 yards and a touchdown, 23 carries. But Isaac Rendell really looked like that nice second punch, second punch, 114 yards on 12 carries. He's really developed into Wisconsin's number two back. Now, of course, Chess Malusi's been out with a broken arm. Unsure if he's going to, in fact, return for Wisconsin at some point this season. But Isaac Rendell been healthy all season long and been a really nice second punch for the Badgers. Um, I think the the running backs did a really good job in taking this game over, taking it in their hands and saying, hey, you know, we can't throw the football right now. The running game's going to have to step up. They know we're going to run it. And they still found ways to to really make some plays with the running game. You know, I think I think Braylon Allen is really starting to come into form. He he really is starting to hit the holes a little bit quicker because the holes are a little bit there more so than they have been with the offensive line. So I think that this uh, rushing attack is really starting to come together and click, and we've seen you know, progression from them each and every week, which is really nice to see. The rest of the offense in terms of you know, the skill positions, wideouts, tough to really take anything from the wideouts other than the Skylar Bell <laughs> you know, jet sweep. Um, that was kind of the only wrinkle that that group kind of got involved in because the passing game was just so hindered by this weather. So. Tough to really make much of what you saw from the wide receivers, the tight ends, and in that passing game. I think everything, I don't think you can look at the stat line for the wideouts or the tight ends or the quarterback and, and really take anything from this game because those weather conditions were so brutal. And anyone saying otherwise that Wisconsin, you know, can't throw the ball, Graham Mertz stinks, look at his stat lines, just doesn't know anything about football or didn't, in fact, watch the game and know and see that it was raining and monsooning and, uh, you know, just a brutal, brutal game. Anyone who sat at that game, kudos to you for putting up with that much weather, that much cold, and that much rain because uh, watching it on TV, I did not miss, you know, now living in Nashville, I don't, I only am able to go to maybe one Badger game a year. I looked at that and said, man, I do not miss that. Do not miss Camp Ramble in that situation. So kudos to any of you that (laughs) hung out and watched that entire game. For the rest of the offense, though, I think the offensive line deserves a ton of credit for this game as, as they're really starting to click despite once again having the changeup. You know, you have not had a consistent five guys you know, starting week to week. Um, Tanner Bordellini had to go in for Tyler Beach at left guard. Trey Weddick had to slide around to the right guard spot to you know help Riley Malman get in the lineup. So there was so much turnover once again, but I think Despite the turnover that Wisconsin hasn't been seeing all season long, it seems like this group is starting to work well despite a lot of changes, which is nice to see because that's what you're going to deal with. You're going into the season with your first five in week one, but you're not often going to get a same week-to-week five starters. If you are, you're extremely lucky and you get some cohesion. Wisconsin has not had that luck 
They're getting healthier. You know, this week, the injury report for the Iowa contest is the smallest it's been. They're getting guys in there, but there's always going to be bumps and bruises and guys in and out of the lineup in November. So I think the Wisconsin offensive line, despite all the changes, really came out and played to their full potential, which is nice to see and really going to be important for the last three games of this contest. If they can be hitting their strides, that's that's huge because it's going to take a, a very good offensive line play to move the ball and score points against this Iowa defense. Iowa is... You know, the next team, their their offense is putrid, but their defense is as good as ever and always going to be a, a tough, low-scoring, physical game. So you want this offensive line to be at full strength and coming in with confidence. And I think they've played one of their best games. Again, the Maryland front knew that this rushing attack was coming, knew that they were going to get blocks from this offensive line, and they couldn't do anything about it. I, I think that was really impressive for this offense, and I'm really interested to see how they kind of progress week to week now because it's been with those inconsistencies they've had inconsistent games they've had some silly penalties they've had some silly mistakes i think this was one of their better better weeks um, for wisconsin in, in terms of that running game and i'm really impressed and, and eager to see what they can do as they move forward into this next week um, of game time so offensively i think things really really looked good defensively Again, you, you look at the defense to kind of switch gears to that side of the ball. I think the defense played really well, and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to you know, figure out what this defense would have looked like in this game, considering that the weather was such an impactful thing. I mean, you've got you know, a Maryland passing attack that really likes to throw the football, but they really weren't able to do anything in, in, that, in that sort of phase of the game. So... Part of that goes to kudos for Wisconsin. I think they played really, really well in that mark. But part of that is is the weather. But you you, you got to play the game um, in whatever conditions they're they're going to be. So Maryland was certainly hindered in the passing game, but I, I think the Badgers did a good job of shutting coverage down and, and limiting. You know, we talked about it in the preview. Maryland still had a run, running game that they felt they could lean on, and Wisconsin really didn't give up much of anything, um, especially in the second half, where Maryland has been known to be a very good team in the second half. Wisconsin did a really good job, one of seven uh, on third down, getting them off the field, not allowing them to sustain drives. And, and, and for the uh, total amount of the third down, five for 16 in the game. So Wisconsin did a really good job of giving up, they, they were giving up some chunk plays, you know, short passes, short runs, but this game really came down to which team could sustain drives and keep the ball going on third down. And Maryland had a really tough time doing that. So I think that is the big thing that you can take from this offense. So overall, the defense played a very good game. Um, Nick Herbig came back, two sacks, really good game for him. It was nice to see that. But I think the star of the show on the defense was, was probably Keanu Benton. He was just a force inside got a sack, and, and when you had to keep the ball on the ground, he was the guy that you really looked to and said, okay, if Wisconsin's defense is going to disrupt this almost required running game, it's going to be on the back of Keanu Benton. And I think he played one of the best games that we've seen from him all season long. We'll certainly need to see more, you know, that same type of game in this Iowa contest. But I think he looked great. The linebackers, he was opening up holes for the linebackers. Muen Jagmeta, CJ Getz, both able to get home for sacks as well as the two from Herbig. So I think Wisconsin, you know, the front seven looked really good, taking on their assignments, getting
getting to the quarterback, making things rough. And then the secondary, once again, another great game for them. Uh, just seems to be the secondary in the safety room, always around the football. 15 interceptions as a team, tied for Illinois for the NCAA lead. Super impressive in, in that regard. Hunter Wohler was able to come in, make a big play. So I think this defense has really started to hit their stride as well. They're getting healthier. Guys like Kamoy Latou, John Torchio, Hunter Wohler now back in the lineup. They're kind of at their full strength in terms of the secondary. The cornerbacks, I think, are starting to play better. And I think overall this defense is starting to find its stride and its footing back to what we expect Wisconsin's defense to be, which is huge because this defense early in the season had not been playing the way that they expected to. And as these guys, you know, it's a younger defense, as they've gotten more reps, they've gotten better, and that's what you want to see this this season. Now, not a total loss. It's, it's Wisconsin still has a little bit of life in the Big Ten West, but what you want to see is progression from this team under Jim Leonard, and so far we've seen that on both sides of the football. You expected it from the defense as them to get, as the season went on, to get better with just him being a leader of that defense. You expected them to get some things figured out. I think Jim Leonard has a track record as a coach. You knew that that was going to happen. But offensively, I think they've also gotten better as well, which is great to see. And that was the side that was severely lacking um, you know, in those early weeks of the season. So overall, I'm super impressed with the way the Badgers looked in this contest on both sides of the ball. Came out, took care of business, beat a team that you know had a better record than them. And, and all of a sudden now you're still alive for a, a Big Ten West title. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that's going to happen. I don't think it will. I'm more so interested in how Wisconsin looks week to week, how they come out, how they get better, how they progress. But I think you've seen now you're one overtime loss away from this team being undefeated under Jim Leonard. And I think you've seen a lot of progression. I think you've seen this team play with a lot of energy. I know we've harped on it on this podcast, but at this point, it, it doesn't even make sense why Jim Leonard has not already been named the guy. I know there's been reports out there that he is, in fact, the guy that we're waiting for an announcement. But it's silly to me that he hasn't been um, at this point in time. But we'll wait and see. But overall, I think this team has progressed really well. And I was super impressed with the way they played this past Saturday. Hopefully that progression continues now as they turn the page to trophy season. Iowa, Nebraska, and then, of course, Minnesota for Paul Bunyan's act. So you've got some big games coming up. And we'll certainly have plenty of coverage both here on the podcast and on uh, Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com leading up to each of those games. All right. We'll go ahead, we'll get into some basketball now, we'll get some ad reads out of the way before we do it, and then we'll talk about the Badgers' big win to open the season. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Wisconsin basketball gets their season underway in a very strong opening contest over the South Dakota 
Coyotes as the Badgers came out and won 85 to 69 in that contest. Really, I think this this team came out and, and showed that they're not scared of the bright lights um, without Johnny Davis, without Brad Davis, and it seems like they they turned the page and made this into a really really strong team. I think what really stood out for me in this contest for Wisconsin basketball was not only the barrage of threes, but them hitting threes. I think that's huge for Wisconsin to consistently knock down three-point shots. We've seen over the past few years that there are games and there are times where Wisconsin is going to live and die by the three-point ball. That's just the way Greg Gard's and his system is. If there's an open three, you're supposed to take it. Whether you're playing the one spot, the five spot, that's going to be something that that's that's basketball now. You're, you're looking for the three-point shot, and if you can get it, shoot it and knock it down. Wisconsin, you know, we think the last time we saw them out, that Iowa State game could not buy a three-point bucket. They came out in this one and really did a good job of knocking down some consistent threes. You know, nine for 15 and the three-pointers. A little bit in terms of inside the, inside the perimeter, or excuse me, inside the three-point line. Missed some shots, especially early, but overall Wisconsin offensively was able to really come out with a barrage of threes, you know, from Stephen Crowell, hitting Connor Sajian, all sorts of Tyler Wall, all sorts of guys were knocking down the threes, which is what you want to see from Wisconsin. Offensively, you talk about that scrimmage against UW-Eau Claire. They had some struggles. They looked like they were struggling to get their feet under them in terms of shots. This game was not necessarily the case there where they came out and, and actually were, were knocking down at least from beyond the arc, pretty consistently, which is what you want to see. Defensively, there were some, not issues. I think when you hold a team to 59 points, you played pretty well on the defensive end. Certainly some things you'll want to clean up. You know, Cruz Perot-Hunt was a player that, coming into that game, I, I was watching some for a, a write-up on Bucky's fifth quarter. I was watching some South Dakota highlight tapes from the season before, and I knew that immediately that that was going to be a guy that was going to drive Wisconsin nuts and Wisconsin fans up a wall, very energetic player, just a guy that knows how to play basketball and can score. And he was certainly active in that scored 17 points um, for South Dakota. Um, and it really was a tough matchup for Wisconsin in terms of the pick and roll the guy that with good size, good athleticism really made Wisconsin kind of struggle on that defensively. But outside of that, Wisconsin did a really good job in covering the other areas. South Dakota was a very, last year, uh, a team that got hot late, won six of eight games uh, to end the season, got to the Summit League semifinals, had three experienced guards coming back. So I thought it would be a good test and, and a good, um, kind of good Summit League team. They're picked third in the Summit League, so it seemed like a team that would be a good first test for Wisconsin. And the Badgers really did a good job of, of shutting that down. 3 of 17 from the field, you know, South Dakota really struggled to knock down shots consistently. And I was really impressed with the way that the, the Badgers, you know, there, there were certainly matchups that, that favored South Dakota in that. But overall, 1 through 5, Wisconsin did a good job of defending um, their way throughout the course of this game. I think the size for Wisconsin was, was really tough for South Dakota to score on. Stephen Crowell, of course, a 7-footer. You know, the South Dakota team didn't have a ton of size. Compared to Wisconsin, I think they did a good job of, of kind of forcing South Dakota to not have the looks that they wanted to. When they got close to the rim, there was the size there. They had to kick it out, settle for you know other shots late in the shot clock. I think that was really a, a good overall effort for Wisconsin in that contest on the defensive end. One thing that I was really impressed with Wisconsin in this game was they had a all right first half, but they really came out strong in the second half. I think last year we saw 
a little bit of a trend from Wisconsin basketball that they would come out in the second half and kind of have these four or five minute stretches where they would struggle to buy a basket. And sometimes that would let teams back into the game. Wisconsin did not have that issue in this opener. They came out, knocked down four of six to start the second half, and things really started to get out of hand for South Dakota. They had to call a timeout. Wisconsin did a really good job of forcing the pressure, but not allowing them to get back into this game, push it to a 16-point lead, and all of a sudden kind of had South Dakota fully on their heels. So I think that was really nice to see when you look at this team. That's what you want to see from a trend from last year. I think the biggest things were those scoring stretches, four or five minutes where they couldn't buy a bucket, and the inconsistency from beyond the arc. And in both of those questions were kind of answered in, in this opening game. Now, it's one game of sample size. You need to certainly have more than that throughout the course of the season, but you've got to do things um, one game at a time. And so far, Wisconsin passed their test almost with flying colors um, in, in that context. There wasn't a ton of big issues that we saw from Wisconsin in this game. Overall, in terms of the players that really stood out, of course, Tyler Wall had a phenomenal game, put together a double-double for him. He was all over the court, and I think that's what you need from him is he's going to have to be the best player on the court for Wisconsin most nights. Now, there's going to be games where Stephen Crowell comes out and has a really good game. There's going to be games where Max Klesman has a nice shooting game. There's going to be games where Chucky Hepburn can kind of take over. But I think consistently for Wisconsin to be a winning team, Tyler Wall's got to be their best player. Got to be a guy that's putting up double-digit points, grabbing double-digit rebounds, very good passer, passing the ball as well. He's, I think, the most well-rounded player for Wisconsin in terms of what he does in the offensive end, in in the shooting game, in the passing game, in the rebounding game, but also in the defensive end. He's a guy that can really lock down a player and, and really be their best defender. So as the more experienced guy on the roster, the old guy now on the roster, Tyler Wall's got to be Wisconsin's best player, and I think we saw that. He was one of the best players across the – there was a ton of college basketball games that night. Tyler Wall was the best player throughout most of them. According to Ken Palm, he was the best player on the court on Monday night for all of college basketball, which is nice to see. Um, he was a really, really good player. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. If he has anywhere close to that most nights, he's going to be a really, really tough matchup for Wisconsin. And that all of a sudden takes the focus to him and opens things up for a lot of other players. So kudos to Tyler Wall. Came out, said, I'm, I'm going to be the new leader of this team. I think you saw that on full display in their opener. So I'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the way. For the rest of the team, you had multiple players get into double digits, which is nice to see. Of course, Tyler Wall led the way with 19 points. But Chucky Hepburn kind of got off to a slow start and missed a few shots. He, he had a struggle of a game in that uh, scrimmage against UW-Eau Claire. Came out kind of a slow start in this one, but ended up with 14 points, which is huge for him. Kind of get some confidence back coming back from that injury. So nice to see him scoring. Stephen Crowell also got in the double digits with, the, with 12 points. And Max Klesman also um, got in there with 11. So overall, I think they that starting five looked pretty strong. I mean, you score 85 points for Wisconsin. That's a pretty good day offensively. Shot 51% from the field and 47% from three. You're not going to shoot 51% from the field most nights. But if you can shoot anywhere close to that, you're, you're looking pretty good for a performance for the Badgers. So Overall, things looked really good. Uh, I, I think that Wisconsin offensively had some things that really looked solid. I think the starting five had a really good game. Connor Sedge had a nice player off the bench. I think there's plenty of pieces that you can build on for this game and, and as this team moves forward. And defensively, 
There were few issues, but overall really shut down South Dakota. Um, Matchup-wise, yeah, there were a couple players that uh, that got loose, but that's just a good player playing basketball. Someone's going to have to score for the opponent. If you can shut down four of the uh, four of the five guys, you're usually going to win. Wisconsin did a good job of that, you know, holding South Dakota um, under 15% from beyond the arc. This is a team that looks like a team that could be coming out and, and be a with three really solid experienced guards could come out and, and shoot lights out. That's what they did last year. That's kind of what they're used to. Wisconsin did a good job of limiting the opportunities and really forcing them into some tough looks some, some tough shots and, and unable to buy a bucket and, and knock down those three-pointers. So overall, I think a pretty impressive performance for Wisconsin. I think all the quick questions and critiques that you were going to have for this team coming into the season, again, it's one game of sample size, but thus far have been answered. We'll have to see if they can continue to do that over the next few weeks. They played a very good game to start. That's what you wanted to see past the first test. Now they're going to have another big test on Friday as they head to American Family Field to take on Stanford in their second contest of the season. All right, guys, that wraps up pretty much everything from the podcast. Talk a little recruitment for football with the pickup of Cole Crew. We talk some football, recapping the Maryland contest, and, of course, talk some basketball just now, covering the Badgers' win over South Dakota. Well, of course, our regular game preview later this week with the Iowa Hawkeyes, Black Heart Gold Pants will be on to give us a preview of Iowa, we'll do our usual game preview. And then next week, Monday, we'll have a recap of that contest. We'll have a recap of Wisconsin's basketball's contest against Stanford. And then if we're able to uh, work out a time with Cole um, for him to come on the podcast, we'll likely probably run that on Monday as well. So should have another couple full shows for you over the course of this week. Now with Wisconsin basketball, Wisconsin men's basketball getting underway. Wisconsin uh, football still in full swing. We should have plenty of stuff to talk about pretty much every couple days on the podcast. So we'll have a nice couple, two weeks, uh, two episodes a week for you as we continue to move forward. All right, guys, thank you for listening. As always, I'm Wisconsin.